Welcome to the Game Blast Show, an Xbox Game Pass podcast, playing through the backlog and searching for the best games for you to play on the Xbox Game Pass. I am your host, Thomas Mergle. It is July 18th, 2022, and today will be all about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, and Matchpoint Tennis Championships. This is episode 7. Let's get right into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge. Shredder's Revenge is the ultimate homage to the classic arcade beat-em-ups from the arcade NES and Super NES era of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle games. Literally referencing and using past game tactics and mechanics and giving them a modern facelift of sorts, the controls are tight, the gameplay is fun, and the visuals are rather stunning for being pixelated. To the TLDR of this is this game is a must-play. Shredder's Revenge is definitely... A must-play. Uh, Shredder's Revenge achieves the look that we enjoyed 30 years ago, but with modern frame rate and makes everything flow so damn smooth And anything that was annoying from those previous games have been seemingly removed from this new game. The story transitions between levels keeps things interesting and the fighting is absolutely spectacular and fun. The color palette and design reminds me of the arcade SNES look for sure, The soundtrack, audio design, and overall sound is also quite remarkable as it gives us those classic arcade sounds that we all know and love. The controls are simple yet also provide a depth in the way you fight that keeps things from being just a button-mashing, rinse-and-repeat scenario. You need to adjust your fighting style to which Foot Clan ninjas enter the screen. You may need to wait for an opportunity to strike, or you may need to dodge around them and hit them from behind. There's multiple strategies with fighting multiple different kinds of enemies, and then when multiple enemies then appear on the screen at once, you have to play it smart or your uh, your health meter will dive down and hit zero really fast. Use the environment to your advantage. Use it to find to damage enemies, to open secrets, to find health packs, aka pizza, and uh, utilize all of these to achieve victory. This game is wild in solo mode, but turns into a lot more fun and a lot more chaos when you have four or more players involved. That's right, the old games were just four players. This new game is six-player co-op. The chaos is so much more fun with friends on the screen, but it's also equally as fun in solo mode. The the storyline is rather silly, but it allows for multiple cameos with uh, several bad guys from your favorite classic episodes from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from the 90s. The objective is clear. Stop Shredder from taking over New York and then the world. you got to stop him from just taking over the world complete domination. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything for you, but uh, you experience everything within two hours, even if you are playing it by yourself. Um, each level is about six to ten minutes long, and I highly suggest putting it putting the difficulty on chill to get familiar with the fighting mechanics, and chill is the easiest mode. Uh, But put it on the easiest mode, chill, to get familiar with the uh, fighting mechanics and for the different enemies and kind of learn those strategies to defeat them. Then gradually turn up that difficulty if you want to. Uh, Honestly, turning up the difficulty is just going to be good for your achievements and bragging rights. It really doesn't add anything extra to the game. I really found that playing the game on chill was still incredibly rewarding and and a lot of fun to to play with. 
So yeah, if you're like me and you don't have a lot of time to play video games, or maybe you're just not that good at video games, you're still going to have a great time playing on chill mode. So go ahead and do it. Um, But yeah, six player co-op. So you can go full ham sandwich with all the four turtles. And then you can also play as April O'Neil and Splinter. Seeing April O'Neil kick ass is actually a lot of fun. And I think you have to beat the game at least once. I can't remember how I unlocked it. But Casey Jones is also a playable character, but you have to unlock him first. And uh, I like his special. He is damn fun to play. And uh, yeah, so you have seven characters to choose from for six-player co-op. And here's my verdict. Shredder's Revenge is the ultimate tribute to its predecessors from yesteryear. If you never got to experience Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in the early 90s, then honestly you missed out, but it's better late than never. If you did get to experience this in the 90s, then this is a massive pizza platter of nostalgia for you to consume and enjoy. Like I mentioned previously, this game is absolutely a must-play, and I give this game, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, a 9 out of 10. Seriously, it is that good of a game. Now, let's take a look into Match Point Tennis Championships. Uh, match point, I'm just going to be calling it match point. I don't want to say tennis championships over and over again. This game claims to be a tennis simulation, but it just seems like more of a test of patience. That's right. I've been playing a handful. I've played a handful or two of tennis games in my life, and it hasn't been that many, right? I've played more golfing games than tennis games, and i got to say this is one of the more boring tennis games I've ever played. Um, sure, it's tennis, so if you love tennis, it's it's spot on. It's it's exactly what you want. But uh, I, I like tennis, but I like playing it. I'm not a big fan of just watching it. So take that into consideration when you hear this review. Uh, but even then, even with that in mind, I actually still like tennis games. My favorite tennis games were always... Uh, uh, from like, <laughs> you may laugh at me. Nothing simulation, but arcade wise, it was the Mario Tennis and Mario Golf games that got me into those kind of games. And out of all the golf games I've played, I mean, all the tennis games I've played, the controls on this game were terrible. Um, it was hard to get used to, and I ended up getting used to it. But even then, the gameplay is weak, and the visuals are average. They're okay. And the TLDR for this one is it's okay to skip this one if you want. But if you're huge into tennis, you may actually tough it out and see what you got. Okay, so Match Point gives us what is necessary and doesn't go beyond what is unnecessary to give what we need in terms of audio and visuals. Uh, which means it's just a tennis, tennis match with a focus on the court and the players involved. Uh, the ref person in the high chair follows the ball back and forth when it's going back and forth across the court. The players run, they swing their clubs, they grunt their way to victory, and the crowd is filled with uh, blank NPCs that are copied and pasted into oblivion. Uh, I noticed that a lot of the people in the crowd, um, just like with most sports games, they're not going to sit there and make one person per chair. They're pretty much going to make three or four people and just copy and paste them to, to just 
just to save time, really. You don't need to have that many characters, but it's obvious whenever it pans to the crowd and you see the same guy with the mustache with this, and they're all leaning the same way too. It's really weird. But this game isn't winning any awards in the AV department. But it's not like they they're they're not offensive, you know. So it's just a basic good game in terms of visuals and audio. Uh, you can customize your player with limited choices to try and make them stand out. You're better off just hitting the randomize button like I did and playing the actual tennis. In terms of sound, it's a tennis game. You get the usual sounds from a tennis court and an announcer that sounds somewhat enthusiastic but mostly sleepy. Like uh, maybe a commentator who's a little hungover or something. Like He's like, oh yeah, then he, this person's here, but then he kind of sounds like he loses interest. It's kind of funny. Uh, I... The sound is very minimalist. All you're hearing is your basic shoes squeaking on the on the tarmac or whatever the hell they play on on the court, and uh, the the whacking of the balls with with the uh, rackets, and maybe uh, a referee whistle. So I listened to Spotify while playing this game, so I wouldn't get bored and fall asleep to pl- to uh, while playing it because it, the sound is just that absent. The gameplay and controls is what gives me a love-hate feeling for Matchpoint. In the beginning, the controls seemed simple. You use the four colored buttons to hit the ball in various ways. Topspin, slice, flat, and the ever so, maybe you should never use this, the lob. You have two camera angles and only one is worth using, which is broadcast. So just leave it on broadcast mode, that is the default mode. And uh, don't put it on close. I don't. I didn't care for the close camera angle and made things way too hard to see. And you can use R, the RB and RT buttons to drop to control the drop and the volley of the uh, of the hits that you have. So if you hold RB, I think you control the volley for a slice or something. But I didn't really notice any change whenever I used the RB and RT button. So right button, right trigger, it seemed useless to me. I don't know if anybody can really do like a hardcore deep dive in to see if that makes any slices or top spins or flat hits any different, but I didn't notice a difference at all. One key thing I liked during gameplay was if your opponent hits the ball out of bounds, the game recognizes this immediately and makes it so your player doesn't hit the ball, which is a nice touch because I would literally hit every single ball back to the opposing player if it would let me, just because I'm not really watching for the line, I'm just trying to hit the ball and volley that shit back and and make them miss. So if they hit it beyond, besides going far left and far right, I know not to go for those, but if it was like a a high hit on their end and it's going to go out of bounds... It'll automatically make it so your player doesn't hit the ball. And I love that. Hitting the ball exactly where you want takes patience and also learning the timing of running towards the ball while choosing which way or how you're going to hit the ball and then aiming on top of that can be a chore. I mean, it's a lot of button management just to hit a ball across the net. But once you're able to master this, it's very rewarding. And yeah, it's rewarding once you get the hang of it. If you're in the mood to take the time to even do that, uh, stick with it, and I think you will enjoy it. Even after feeling fairly confident in what I can do in the game, my player sometimes doesn't do what I'm expecting him to do. Often the opposing player would get an ace serve only because my player seems to be stuck in quicksand and won't move, even though I've pressed the right button and maybe the slice button to, to 
to hit the ball back to him, but then my guy just doesn't move. And on the flip side, other times the game would glitch and my player would experience some sort of hyperspeed, go through time and space thing to save the ball. It was really weird. So you either have one way where he's sitting in the mud or the other way where he's the flash. It's kind of ridiculous. And uh, it happened at least once per match. Um, so, yeah, be on the lookout for that. The point I want to make with these controls and the AI themselves is the inconsistent nature of play and the movement itself. I want to say the consistency is fairly high. I would say 85 to 90%. But every once in a while, there's some sort of movement from either yourself or the AI. And you're like, what the hell was that? And sometimes the AR would be remarkably smart with setting up shots, and then the next set would just charge the net and leave themselves wide open just to hit it, just so you can hit it right past them. It doesn't make any sense. So the AI is also kind of wish wishy washy with the way their consistency on how, on their strategy and stuff. Um, and sometimes the opposing player would also experience this stuck in the mud or hyperdrive momentum as well. Because if you're volleying back and forth, I've noticed like I'm hitting it to the right and that person is like stumbling to get it. So I'm wide open to hit it to the left, right? Sometimes I would score a point like you're supposed to. And the other times that person would turn into into freaking uh, an Olympian, uh, an Olympic sprinter and uh, or maybe just a comic book character and just haul ass towards the ball and save it. I'm like, how the hell? There was no way for you to be able to get there. But sometimes it happens. And sometimes you can manipulate the AI and score point after point, and they never seem to learn from their mistakes. I did this while serving. If I served it, uh, I think it was a slice. If I sliced it with the X button on the left-hand side while serving, it kind of makes them, for it forces them to go left. And then if they return it, they're wide. the whole right, right side of the, of the uh, course is open. So you just hit it towards towards the right on the on the edge of the line right there, just so it's not out of bounds. And it, most of the time, it worked for me. I scored. There was a lot of times where my sets were like six and one or six and zero. I was kicking the AI's ass using this strategy. Uh, you can kind of do the same thing with returns if you just keep it. If you just return it to the far right side, and then if they volley it back, then just go back to the left. It's you would think that it's tennis, you'd have that covered, but it's it was fairly simple. I also noticed that a player, uh, an AI player with an with an MPT rank, so it, uh, that stands for like match point ranking of some sort. Uh, the world quote on quote unquote the world rank for the AI character was sixth in the world, and he was no different than the than some AI player that was ranked like three hundred and forty two. I cannot confirm or deny if uh, the AI plays harder or or is a hack in the professional difficulty, but I played on amateur and semi-pro, and it's a cakewalk most of the time. For example, my stats were in the 20s, and that's like 20 forehand, 20s in the backhand, 20 power, 20 serve, all the way down the line, and I was beating people's asses, and their stats were in the high 70s and lower 80s with ease. Whenever I aimed my little like thing where I'm going to aim for the for the ball to go on the on the other side obviously that's how you play tennis um it was like hitting the ball with laser beam accuracy even with my person being like a rookie with no stats 
the dude had crazy power, crazy agility, and laser beam accuracy. It was crazy. So match point for what it is is a mediocre to average game overall. The matches are 10 to 25 minutes in length depending on the tournament rules or the match type. You can learn your opponent's weaknesses and strengths during a match, which I found useful and interesting. Um, like I said, I can kind of hack the game and cheat to be cheap against the AI, but once a weakness popped up in the corner of the screen, I would just exploit the shit out of that weakness and beat them down with the quickness. The career mode is like most sport and racing game career modes where you're just looking at a calendar and just not doing much outside of that besides a calendar and then the actual matches. So nothing special, nothing groundbreaking, but there's nothing really wrong with this method either, so it works. The verdict for match point for me, it's fairly cut and dry, but match point is an okay game. I enjoy it for what it is, but it's severely lacking charm. It's not as fun as I thought it would be, and the controls can sometimes make my hands fly up in the air in like a what-the-fuck kind of motion. And for that, I give it a 5 out of 10. <laughs> now, to, to just to do something different and do something fun, I want to read the reviews for Shredder's Revenge and Matchpoint directly from the Xbox app, and that's what I use to play these games to see what the community thinks of these games. So let's go to Shredder's Revenge first. Okay, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge. This actually has phenomenal reviews right now. So out of five stars from this community, it is at a, it's sitting at a 4.7 with 78% of the reviews giving it a total of 5 stars. That is one of the highest rated games I've seen on this app. And so since this is the first episode where I'm kind of talking about this during the podcast, um, yeah, most of the games I've played, it, it sits around 3.5 or 4, and that's for a good game. So the fact that this is 47 is crazy high. So we got this one from Nerdcore77. Cowabunga. This game is fun. Easy enough for small kids, but fun for dad because it's freaking Ninja Turtles. Grew up on this in an actual arcade wasting actual quarters. Hashtag old guy. <laughs> I've been there before, Nerdcore, so I completely understand how you feel. And he gave that five stars. Uh, here's a four-star re review from Truturv Twigs. And it says, so close to being perfect. Absolutely amazing fun. However, after beating the game four times, Xbox refuses to give me the achievements. It only gave me about five. I collected everything, beat everything, including the arcade mode, and zero achievements are unlocking besides a few things. What gives? Kind of left me with a sour taste after beating it so many times. Um, I would suggest that this person needs to contact the, <laughs> the game support or Xbox support because, yeah, that seems like a weird glitch there. And then uh, we'll do we'll we'll finish up the the Shredder's Revenge reviews with Music Man CO1 excellent game and a nice surprise dude great addition to the world of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles excellent fighting side scroller great music and sound effects great gameplay with a controller and nice nostalgic throwback to the years of eight and sixteen bit games this has an easy mode which even if you die you are resurrected and can keep going. All your favorite characters and enemies are here you will love it or I will buy you pizza for a year. And that's a five-star review from Music Man. So, yeah. Turtles Shredder's Revenge is great. And the community thinks so as well. So let's move on to Matchpoint. 
Okay, now we're on match points thing, and it looks like... Uh, okay, so the other game, Shredder's Revenge, only had like 47 reviews. This one has 105 total reviews, and it's sitting at a 1.9 out of 5 stars, so that is terrible. The majority of these reviews are only giving it a 1 star. Let's read the first three reviews here, just like we did with the last game. Alpha Gibbon says, Don't feel like I'm controlling the player. Everything feels very sluggish. The CPU can do things that seem to defy physics, but, you're re but your player will respond like he or she is intoxicated. <laughs> I like tennis games, but this just is not for me. I can't imagine who this game is for, to be honest. So that's a one-star review from Alpha Gibbon. Here's another one-star review from Distraction2508. This is another bad tennis game. Absolute garbage of a game. Controls are meh. AI is too good, and the commentator couldn't sound more bored. When can we have a good tennis game? Question mark. That is a great question there, Distraction. And uh, here's another, sadly, one-star review. So I, 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 apparently my review, out of, out of a 10, I gave the game a 5, which is apparently a very high review because, yikes, 61% uh, of the reviews on this is one star, so that's crazy. So let's finish up this segment with... JQ Chacon with a one-star review, absolute disappointment, had high hopes for a good tennis game since those really don't exist anymore. This belongs in the bin with all the other garbage tennis games. Extremely slow, unresponsive movement, terrible graphics from PlayStation 2 days, AI is extremely unfair, court itself isn't even standard size, all around another disappointment. Glad it was on Game Pass, swiftly uninstalling, holy shit. Okay, so, um... I don't agree with the PS2 graphics. I mean, the graphics are like meh. They're not the best. I didn't... I. It's not like you're going to be getting... It's nothing to brag about. It's a tennis game. It doesn't need to... You don't need to see the fibers on the tennis ball or on the on someone's jacket or something. Um, so, the graphics... And also, good graphics really don't impress me much anymore. It's the gameplay I'm after. If this game still looked the way it is and played amazingly, nobody would really care about it. I bet you it would be like a 3.7 out of 5 instead of a 1.9. But it seems like I kind of hit the nail on the head there where the, everyone's talking about the controls and I agree. Now, now, granted, I did spend a little time trying to figure out the best way to control my character, my player, and be a little cheap ass against the AI and I can beat them in almost every single match I play, but I agree. The AI is faster than than your player, and it's inconsistent, and the controls are weird. And it's kind of weird because you're only really not even using the stick for movement. You're literally using four buttons, and that's four buttons on a controller that has like 10 plus. So, yeah, it's kind of weird. But yeah, that's it. So let's finish up this today's podcast with the question of the week. Did you play Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle games from the late 80s and early 90s? If you did, have you played the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game, Shredder's Revenge? What? And if you have, what are your thoughts on the game? And a bonus question, if you have played the old school arcade beat-em-ups, which of the old Turtle games are your favorites? For me, I would have to go with... Um, I can't remember the name, the full name of the third game, but I think I'm going to have to go with that one. Uh, with number two being the closest. Maybe number one. Oh, God, I don't know. They're all so damn good. 
But that's it for this episode of the Game Blast Show. Shoot your emails over to Merganator1 at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at Merganator. And you can officially follow the show at Game Blast Show. Thank you so much. Be kind to each other. And good luck trying to get through that Game Pass backlog. Bye-bye.